Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and this morning I'm with Gavin Fisher, who is the Chief Executive of the Children's Respite Trust. Morning, Gavin. Good morning. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. It's good to see you. Now, the Children's Respite Trust, um, amazing cause, um, provides support for families with a disabled child throughout East Sussex, West Sussex and Kent, um, and they really help them by giving them that short break that they need. Um, it's an amazing charity that Gavin set up, but let's start off, Gavin, by you telling us your story about how you how you got to setting this up and where how it all came about. Um, well, I was involved. I've, I've had a, an interest in respite for for many years, um, but I, I was involved in uh, a project that was building a, a sensory garden for uh, a, an NHS run respite centre in in West Sussex. Okay, and uh, it was at the grand opening. And one of the mums came up to me and said, this is all well and good. You've got the, the great and the good here. You've got the press and you're the mayor and everyone else is here. Yeah. But we can never get in here. Oh. Uh, and at first I thought she meant the, the access. We, we designed it yeah, yeah. wrongly or something. But she was referring to the fact that there was about 500 children in the catchment area that fitted the criteria to, to, to get uh, a service from this place and, and only 30-odd children that could access it. Crazy. That was their maximum capacity. Mm. And... Um, so I ended up helping her with the contacts that I, I developed through the, the project to um, try at least to get her some some more support there. It wasn't very much, but it was something. Uh, and, and because it wasn't very much, I felt we could do more. And I, with a couple of the other people, did some fundraising so that her child could go and get a, a proper break. Yeah. Um, and it was in a private respite center. It was the far end of Essex. It was Clacton. Mm. So it was, it was a, a fair old trek. Mm. I had no idea at that stage about the need for introductory visits and, and risk assessments and all the rest God, of it. Yeah. Um, but eventually it happened and the, the child had a, a few days staying in this, this respite center and the mum got a break and she was incredibly grateful mm. uh, and all, all successful in the end. But mm. um, then uh, somebody else came up to me and said, you know what you did for her? You couldn't help me as well. Could you? <laughs> yes, and another and another. And, yeah. and it, it just grew from there really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how long ago was that? What sort of timeline have we got? Uh, it finally became a charity in 2010, so 13 yep. years ago now okay. uh, that the charity's been going. And uh, to begin with, it was running along those same lines that I would try and help families uh, get what they've got, uh, you know, what, what they're entitled to, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so dealing with the authorities, you know, trying to get the funding and that sort of thing. Uh, well, more just badgering authorities to um, look at their, their case. Okay. Uh, over the years, the authorities have become far more overstretched themselves and, yeah, sure. and, and that badgering doesn't really do a great deal. No, no, <laughs> they, no. Initially when I would send off a letter and they would say, oh, oh grief, it's coming from somebody with, with a headed 
<laughs> yeah. properly printed letterhead. They take it more seriously. They, right? they would take it seriously, yeah. but um, they're probably used to me now. And uh, <laughs> they said Gavin again. They they know it's just that that uh, that bloke in Uckfield. Um, <laughs> But so, um, yeah, we, we don't do so much of the, the, um, the advocacy side of it anymore. Okay. It, but for, for many years, it was fundraising for the child to go and stay in a private center. Yeah. Um, but there's only so much, it's an expensive way of doing it. There's only so much you can do. There's only yeah. so many children you can help that way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and eventually we, we moved into, um, employing carers directly to go and look after the children in their own homes. Okay. And we still do that. We have our community carers um, that go out into the home throughout um, Sussex and Kent and um, give those families just a couple of hours a week where they know that someone's coming in and they can do something that the rest of us take for granted. Yeah, absolutely. That's what respite's all about. Okay. Giving the families an opportunity to do something that the rest of us um, would, wouldn't think twice about whether it's, doing a chore, doing some shopping, spending time with the siblings of the disabled child mm. who can miss out on an enormous amount. Mm. Um, obviously, if their parents' attention is so heavily um, uh, directed towards the, the child with a disability for yeah. obvious reasons, uh, they can miss out. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, they might use it for that. Well, they might just use it for getting their head down and getting a bit of a, a break. God, yeah. We don't realise, do we? I think, you no. know, it's, it's so, um, if it's not in your world, then why would you realise? But um, Absolutely, mm, yeah. Mm. So this this place here, um, which you got in what year was that? And how did that come about? We've had this five or six years now. Mm. Um, it was the Uckfield Press back in the 1800s. Oh, was it? <laughs> and uh, it was still uh, a print works in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, the Friday Advertiser started up here. Um, this was the birthplace of the Friday ad. Let me just point out where we are. We're in, we're in, we're in Uckfield and on the high street in Uckfield, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's just behind the high street. We, we mm. have a high street entrance, but you blink and you miss it. We tend to use the Grange Road entrance. But yep. it, it was the um, it was the, the, the a print works and it had been derelict for some years before we took it. Yeah. And uh, slowly but surely turned it into our respite centre. Okay, yeah. So we, we provide daycare here in the main Um uh, there's no beds. It's it's not an overnight facility. Mm. Um, in term time during the week, it's uh, our little stars use it. It's okay. a facility for, for under fives, like a, um, a nursery for those with special educational needs. Right. And then in the holidays, a holiday club for uh, the over fives. We've got our, our all stars or our teenagers and our superstars, our five to 12 group. Okay. Um, it- we've also got um, family events where we get the whole families together. Yeah. A regular siblings group where just the siblings come together. And though those five, along with our, our community care, there are six services. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So the um, so the little stars and the superstars and your stars, that's something that you've sort of originated and um, you've come up with? That the, the team here did. Yeah. yeah. We've got a great team. There's eight, eight permanent staff. Right. Let's talk about the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's um, a, a number of... Uh, casual staff that yeah. work as and when, um, especially in the holidays, we need uh, we need staff up for the holiday clubs, um, and um, and volunteers. What charity can't run without volunteers? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So we, we depend on an awful lot of volunteers mm-hmm. uh, to make it all happen. Yeah, the, the staff here that that uh, came up with calling them our, our three stars. That's really good, isn't it? And uh, it works well for us. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, let's also talk about um, fundraising and events because obviously you need um, volunteers. That's really important, but you need money as well. Um, so let's let's talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. We're only limited in the amount of care we can provide by mm. the amount of uh, money we can raise. And um, every charity says, oh, yeah, that's, that's our biggest need is we need money. Mm. Bottom line is um, care costs money. Um, yes, there's a certain amount of voluntary support, um, but you have to have contracted care staff, qualified care staff that yeah. are, uh, are going to run the core of the service. And um it, it's tempting every time we get a, another spare penny in to put it towards care staff and, uh, and providing more care and helping more families. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've got running costs as well that we mm. need to balance, and, and there's no statutory funding for this. It's um, it's all fundraised uh, so far. So um, yeah. a whole host of fundraising events. Um, our, our next two big ones are our um, golf day in uh, June. And then in July, a 90s night down in Eastbourne, <laughs> which is just a great fun night. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really lucky because th- this is a job where if we're providing care, then you're getting to see the fruits of your labours and, and see how the children are benefiting, mm. uh, where it's it's all about giving the children the best possible time they can have, mm. whether it's sensory play, where they're um, learning cause and effect and they, they press a button and something lights up or a sound goes off and they they can feel that sense of control that they're actually controlling their environment yeah. and, and you can see their face light up. Yeah. That that's enormously rewarding. Mm. Or the other side of it, fundraising events where we're just holding these great fun activities uh, to raise money to, to pay for it all. So I'm, I'm in a, very lucky position. I mean, I was going to say to you what you enjoy about it the most, but um, it's probably quite clear, you know, it's getting that, that sort of f- fulfillment out of it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, the, uh, the, the helping the family side of it, the service delivery side of it, mm. y- there's no one thing I can pinpoint. It's just that the, the uh, seeing the difference it makes, um, I don't need, families to be um thanking us every time or, no. or, or to be showing their gratitude we can see what a difference it makes we can see how grateful they are um and and you know we, we're all we all love what we do yeah um and, and we love seeing the the children's faces light up and, and seeing them progress and um get enjoyment out of the the activities that we do with them yeah uh, and then the, the fundraising side of it. I mean, who wouldn't love a, a masquerade ball? It's a it's a heck of a lot of hard work. Yeah, well, um, that's become quite famous in Eastbourne now. That as a as a, um, oh, an event yeah. in the year, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, tickets haven't even gone on sale for November's one, and, and I think we've got about three hundred on pre-sale. So that's um, awesome. It's yeah, that's turned into a, an event in its own right. Yeah. You must come up with some challenges, though. It can't all be, you know, it's, it's, it must be challenging at times, whether that's um, the staff personally and what they're, how they're, you know, wanting to help people and having it affect them, seeing a child in difficulties, along to, um, you know, no government funding, no, no you're struggling with donations or fundraising. So it's hard work, right? Yeah, yeah. we've been through ups and downs. Um, I mean, we've actually doubled in size over the last three years, which is incredible because there's been times in those three years where we've we've really panicked and, and yeah. thought, crikey, things are, are drying up here. I mean, obviously, COVID is the big one, but coming course, yeah. coming out of COVID as well, when mm-hmm. um, uh, some uh, COVID-specific funding had, had stopped and we're thinking, right, well, we need to raise money again, but we still 
events aren't back to where they were yet and no. um and so on so it's um there's been some real challenges on on that side uh some some low points i would say mm-hmm. there where we've worried about um I, there's been occasions where we've worried about the continuity of the charity whether right. it, whether it would, mm. would carry on we're in a good place at the moment and, mm. and we want that to continue and grow and, and get more and more robust yeah challenges in terms of the emotional challenges mm. um and um my main concern there is supporting the team that they they have access to the the support yeah um that we need and we've got a really strong organizational culture mm. um we've got our our values they spell out the word trusted i won't go through them all but they're things that every every staff member in interview they're told about it it's all part of the induction we okay. revisited it revisit it annually mm. uh, and and more than annually where we just make sure that everybody's really on board with our values and that's all about um taking responsibility being transparent and authentic it's about um having a real strong sense of of teamwork and mm. um uh lots of things like this where it creates a, an environment that people love coming to work they love um they love being a part of this yeah. children's respite trust family yeah um and i'm it's something i'm really proud of to be honest with you of course yeah. um one of the staff put us forward for best employer in uckfield at the local business awards last nice. year which yeah. was really wonderful yeah. um and and that that speaks volumes for mm. me about um the the culture the organizational culture that we have here um and it's something that that's really important that we just constantly work on so that people do feel that they're supported in what is emotionally a very challenging environment mm. for them to be working in. Yeah, I think that if if a parent or um, a um, a guardian of a child that's got a disability like sees something that they're not quite happy about, or they see a team that maybe aren't working together well, that can't be very you know very trusting for them. So they need to see it's run like a really tight ship, and everyone's professional and everyone's really supportive, and and that's that's important, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, our our strap line uh, for many years has been um, in safe hands. Right, excellent. Uh, and yeah. and that goes um, not just for the families, but for donors as well. They want to know that their money's been well of course. used. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely the families, they need to know that uh, their children are in the best possible care. Mm. Mm. Uh, so safety and tra- being well trained is all, all part of those um, values that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that profession is, we don't claim to get everything right. We're a tiny organization still, but I just feel that we're really punching above our weight. Nice. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, let's talk about um, becoming an ambassador because that's that's something that you offer and you want more people to be involved in. Talk us through that process and that program, if you like. Yeah, our ambassadors are ambassador in the, in the sense that they'll go out and bang the drum for the charity. There's okay. no... Um, you must give so much a, a month, a year, or whatever mm. to be an ambassador of the charity. You're just somebody that um, has has really taken it to heart and it is wants to go out and, as um, say, bang the drum for us. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Some will do incredible things. They'll put on events for us. Our, our comedy nights uh, and the '90s night I was talking about. Yeah. Um, they're organised by one of our ambassadors who's been doing it for years. Um, Derek has been brings loads of people along to these events yeah. 
um, and uh, couldn't champion the cause highly enough. Excellent. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got people that just make sure they come to the events and come okay. to everything. Yeah. Um, but what an ambassador will do is they'll never miss an opportunity to to um, uh, put put us forward. If right, if there's if they see an opportunity somewhere. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. if somebody's um, uh, choosing a charity of the year for their golf club or their okay. company or something, they'll they'll be the first one to say, "Oh, you should." Think of the children's dress by choice. Yes, yeah. That's what an ambassador's all about. All right. So yeah. we hold um, regular receptions every few months where we'll get together and, and hear what other ambassadors have been up to and try to make it this, um, not an exclusive club as such, but but just a real celebration. Um, and the first one we did, uh, being the ambassador's reception, we had to have uh, pyramids of Ferrero Rocher there for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, and, and we've tried to keep that, that sort of, um, that slightly, uh, I don't know, not exclusive, but, but luxurious flavor to it. Yeah. That this is, this is a celebration of what they're all doing and, um, people love it. They, they come together and, and hear about how their, their efforts have been put together. Yeah. Place. Yeah. It's like a little gang, isn't it? Of people going yeah. around talking about, about what you do exactly. and spreading the word. Exactly. Um, the more people you have on your team and more people talking about it, the, the, the more benefit you're all going to gain from it. Yeah. Um, you've got quite a few events here, but, and we can go through them all, but, um, I think that the, the most important thing is people can go onto the website, um, which is children's respite trust dot co uk or something like that. It's crtcharity.org. Okay. It used right. to be children's respite trust.co.uk, but nobody could spell respite apparently. <laughs> And, and when you've got a, an apostrophe in there, nobody knows whether to include it or not. Yeah, that's, well, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not make it awkward for people. So just CRT. CRTcharity.org. Okay. Um, on there is a list of all the events, um, how people can fundraise, how people can donate. Yeah. Um, so please go on there and, and support the Children's Respite Trust. Um, moving forward, Gavin, tell us about the future. What, what's, what's next for you, for you guys? The important thing for us at the moment is to just increase care. Yeah. Um, We've had this building now for five or six years and um, building-wise, we're not at capacity. Staff-wise, we are. Okay. Um, but building-wise, we're, we're not at capacity. We could we could be helping more children and that's just have more carers in yeah. um, and, and help more people. Okay. So that that's the first thing is, is um, over the next few years to, to really get to full capacity, we could be providing uh, after-school care. We could be providing... Mm. Um, all different new services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's lots more we can do. We're just limited by the amount of money we can raise. Yeah, okay. So that's more, more of a reason to to get out there and uh, and support you guys. Um, thanks, Gavin. That's that's it's great to talk to you. Thank you for explaining the whole charity and your story, which Absolute is true pleasure. Which is you know really interesting. It's always great to hear people's stories, how they get to where they are, and why they're doing what they're doing. Your yours has grown really organically by the sound of things because you, you just wanted to help someone, and someone says, "Can you help me? Can you help me?" And then before you know it, you're you're running this great charity, <laughs> which is awesome. Well, um, thank you very much for having me. That's all right. So uh, anyone wants to wants to help the charity, please go on the website. They can contact Gavin. I'm sure anyone on the team can help. Um, if you've got any questions, please do get in touch with Gavin. Um, so thank you for listening. It's great to see you again. And um, we'll, we'll see you all for another podcast soon. Thanks very much, Gav. Cheers. Thank you. Good.